0: Lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast from Lance, Coach, and Randall. Gabe Gifford Hockey is our season two sponsor. Fantastic young man. He has recorded 21-hour stick time lessons and put them online as a course. It'll take your little champion through 20 hours of competitive hockey lessons. You can get more out of stick and puck with your child. It's better, and it's a lot less expensive than a regular private coach would be. Give him a look, because he's a great kid, and he's helped us out a lot.
1: This meeting is being recorded.
0: Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. 26, gentlemen. uh, If my kid scored 26 goals in a season, I'd probably be pretty happy with that. Uh, Can you think of any other 26s that you may or may not consider a landmark? Lance.
1: The 26th time I kissed my wife. Oh,
0: that's so nice. And we have some romance. It was just uh, Valentine's Day. And it's nice of Lance to uh, to bring that in. How about you, Dave? Oh, I can't think of anything. Okay. So (laughs) we move on. Uh, You'll remember in the last podcast, Lance was talking about his six-year-old children who were called, uh, uh, what, weights around the neck of their uh, might team. uh, And that they, in playoffs, never even got to touch the ice. Well, right this is, but boat anchors exact boat anchors that's right this, <laughs> these these poor kids are are, are weighing down everyone or, or to, you know to, 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 to make it a little more hockey-ish uh, oh, a yeah. couple of pylons there was yeah of p- exactly p- or, or a
2: bag of bag of uh, pucks sometimes is used
0: huge uh, bag of pucks, lot, bag yeah. skating they couple basically of, yeah a
2: couple of bag of pucks out there yeah,
0: yeah exactly they were uh they were just cones that people uh would skate around in order to humiliate and uh, make the rest of the team sad. Now, um, this of course is not true. This is not the way I look at hockey. Uh, I, I, I put it in jest because I do think there is something about playoff hockey that is different than all other hockeys. That's, you know, if you don't win, you go home. And so people change the way they're going to play the game. I think uh, just like what Lance talked about at one point, he's like, you talk to the coach about where your kid's going to play. I think you should also have the same topic uh, talk before playoffs if you can stomach it. And I know there's some coaches out there that you, you know, you don't even want to, you know, you, 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 a lot of coaches, uh, you just don't want to like ruin their flow or change the way their habits are or talk to them. I get it. But I think you should know where you stand so that you are not necessarily sitting in a playoff game where your kid is not playing very much and you aren't enjoying the entire experience and you are pushing that anger off onto the child who you and by the way sometimes that child is angry too but you have to be careful because sometimes he's not he just wants to be there with his friends and win and if he's not playing very much that's fine unless his dad is yelling and screaming in the car on the way home oh my god why didn't they play you it was the stupidest thing i've ever seen you are the best person at a and b and passing and whatever um so I wanted to throw out to you guys. What do you think about, I mean, is playoff hockey uh, a a different animal like I'm talking about, or, you know, in youth hockey, should you just all have the same rules uh, about how to play it?
1: Well, you know, I mean, there's opinion. I'll start Dave really quick with, uh, I meant there's a, there's my opinion and the reality. So I'll, I'll, I'll tune people into the reality and at least from my experience, this started from the first year when they were six years old, and it continues today that, uh, um, yeah, there's a completely I – think, I think playoffs, the way it's approached by the referees, the coaches, the players, it's completely different. Uh, I mean, I remember all the way back that uh, one thing I noticed that, like, the referees seemed to call a lot more stuff that I would consider ticky-tack during the season. But when it got to playoffs, a lot of them were in that zone of let them play. You know, that, that's number one. Number two, the games seemed to be much more intense, much more physical. So I remember being in peewee games, m- squirt games where, you know, there's no checking, but it was physical because, you know, the, because of the intensity and because of the way the coaches or the referees were calling the game. And then, like you said, coaches. I think coaches are very much um, looking at I gotta I gotta do what I think is right to win the game. And a lot of times, that means shortening their bench uh, at key moments, especially if they're tight games. I mean, if you're winning or losing by five goals, then everyone's gonna play. It's gonna you know everyone's gonna get opportunities. But if it's a one-one game or a one-goal game these coaches are going to, like I said, they're going to, they're going to be sometimes brutal in some parents' eyes. Can I, uh, can I correct you? you?
0: We had a coach where it was an eight goal lead in a tournament and they were skipping my daughter playing in a girls hockey tournament because ass hat thought to himself that they didn't want to lose by nine. So if you're wondering uh, uh, sometimes uh, you're saying if it's a five goal or whatever, There are idiots out there. I mean, mouth breathers who really do not even like at at eight think that they should not be coaching like it's the the Stanley Cup, even with 11-year-old girls. I don't want to be too specific, but I'm just saying, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) that one still gets to me. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me, Mr. Giff? Yeah, that still gets to me just a little.
2: Well, I wonder if... um... I wonder if some coaches do evolve and uh, and have and get perspective because.
0: Oh, that one was far too stupid to evolve into anything other than another pile of stupid. Well, I I, I literally that that guy. Honestly, if if you told him to pull up both, uh, he would put both pants, both legs in one one, one, uh, one, one of the (laughs) sleeve of pants. There's no way that guy is evolving. I I mean, I don't
2: know. I don't know about that guy. Oh my god! I I will say, um, I I know of some coaches that, that did evolve. I know of a coach who um, like we, these were not even playoff games and we're talking about pretty young age. Uh, the night squirt age coach coaching a game where three lines on the team, the basically played the five top kids, almost the entire game. So much so that in the locker room after the game, The other kids are taking their gear off, and they don't even have a sweat. The other, the five kids are are they've they've crawled (laughs) off the ice, you know. Um, And that coach, uh, I think, um, you know, he he was coaching because he played a very high level of hockey. uh, I would say a professional level, let's say, and um, and didn't have the perspective at that. He was still pretty young at that point. Didn't have the perspective. And I, you know, and I never talked to him about this, I, I, you know, but I was thinking to myself, you know, this guy needs to get some perspective because these are little kids. And that was just, there was no point to that. There was no point in playing that, you know, I think, I, as I recall, we lost the game and, you know, it's just, there was no point in, in uh, you know, having 80% of the ice time go to that, those five kids and the vast majority of the team, just sit on the bench. Um, you know, and you can tell like watching them, you know, it's very predictable. It's like, uh, the first line goes out and they're out for 15 seconds and he's already getting antsy. He's calling kids off the end. Come on. He's Joey, get off here. You know, he, he, you could just tell it was just driving him nuts that he's watching hockey and he's got, uh, but a group of players that just aren't good enough really to, to be very competitive. And then he's got the five that are good enough. And he just he couldn't stand to have them out there for more than a couple seconds. And, and,
0: uh, and you know, have you been on both sides of that, though, Raleigh? Like yeah, where, like yeah, of course. Where your kid, yeah, I know you have. As I'm like saying, it is weird uh, because what we're complaining about in, in playoff hockey is also something that, you know, very often your kid's going to be on. Uh, and, and that perspective, I think, is something that should be kind of hammered home as much as you think, uh, uh, you know, like it's not fair when your kid's not playing as much, you, you've got to have that same kind of perspective when your kid pl- gets played a little too much and somebody comes up to you and says, oh, geez, you know, is there a way like this guy could do a line change? And you're like, no, are you kidding me? My kid's playing.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's true. And it, um, it, uh, maybe it helps to, you know, not have your kid be a world beater early on um to have that perspective but yeah
0: i mean yeah um, i mean i do i do think you should know what uh, everyone's going through because uh, otherwise you're, you're just going to stomp on people's feelings sometimes i think
2: um you know I, but, but i mean i would also argue that like okay so I, I a, a few years ago my kid played on a team where the team um was uh they were kind of outmatched we had a, a but let me sit let me put it this way. We had a bunch of younger kids and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was double A and there was, um, in California at, at the time, they kind of, uh, divided the teams into the upper echelon, the lower echelon. And our team was like at the bottom of the upper echelon. And, uh, so we were, we were, uh, we were getting, I think we had, we had a group of kids that were capable of competing. And we had a, a bunch of kids, most of whom were younger who weren't really capable of competing. And, uh, that team, I remember we had a team meeting at one point and all the parents of the younger kids who he, for the most part, the coach decided to put together on one line. Uh, they were all complaining that they hadn't, that, that they weren't, they weren't getting enough ice time. And I really had to like soul search and go, you know, do they have a point here? Like, um, you know, my kid gets out for every power play and, uh, you know, he's, his group, uh, that was one year where our team scored a lot of goals on the power play. It didn't do that great at five on five. And so he, he got, you know, he got all the power plays and, uh, and got plenty of ice time. And, and, you know, I was kind of questioning, well, you know, but, but, uh, but I I do have to say that team, you know, eventually we had this team meeting and I was like, Hey, (laughs) look, I don't know what you guys are complaining about, because let me tell you, my kid played on a team uh, a year or so ago. And you want to talk about like a coach that will short bench. I mean, it doesn't matter what game it is. It could be game number two. And we could be up by six. And you're still, you know, the third line still gets uh, a 15 second shift and takes the puck down the ice and shoots, you know, shoots the puck into the goalie. And the coach whips him off the ice. And that's that was that coach. Like that's how he was Our that the coach of this particular team, it was pretty egalitarian. He, he would put them out and uh, you know, he never, sh- he never missed a shift. And speaking of this, by the way, here's, here's let's talk about Yeah, was, we, co-
0: we, our team scored a lot on that line that you're talking about, by the way.
2: Yes. Yes, you did. But, but, uh, but, let, <laughs> um, but let's, talk we, about we something. Do, by the way, we,
0: we wanted to give you a thank you for that because uh, <laughs> as I recall, uh, there were a few seven-one uh, games there where it was like, <laughs> "Oh, thank you guys." I mean, literally, we were having a real hard time. <laughs> oh man, it was it, sometimes it was tough to watch because I'm uh, sorry, Raleigh. Oh, and, and also was there, there was a kid on that, that was on that line. not be mean to Coach Raleigh. There's
2: a kid on that line. You, I'm sure you remember. He was he was easily the smallest kid in the entire league, and uh, and man, he 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 played with a lot of heart and really tried his hardest, but he just. He would get in there, and and guy, you know, a bigger kid would just push him out of the way. He just wasn't. I think he weighed about like thirty pounds or something. Uh, And this is a bantam. So uh, anyway, great, great kid. And uh, but anyway, um, you know, one thing that our coach did. This is something that I've hardly seen any coaches do. So let's take Coach A. Coach A. Game starts. First line. Second line. Third line. You know, and he maybe goes through. Power play. Penalty kill. Don't be surprised if the third line was due to go out uh, they, none of them are on the, on the power play or the PK. And uh, so you could get out there and uh, you know, your kid was, uh, might, might've been waiting to get on the ice for four or five minutes, get out uh, 10 seconds, draws a penalty, boom off the ice. And then it goes around through the cycle again. And then the first period ends and it was just a point where the first line, second line had gone. Third line was due to go out. Second line starts our second period starts does that third line start no hell no they are not starting not. the second period they're not starting the third period that's most coaches this one team our coach just if the, if that third line was due up it didn't matter we'd be if we were up by you know two to one in a close game against a team that had beaten us like three times already he's putting out the third line on that on that next you know he he was that kind of coach he you know, I respect him for it. He took a ton of crap, but he said, this is the way, you know, I'm developing kids. Uh, this is how I'm going to run it. If you don't like it, that's, you know, the way it is. And, and funny enough, we had to have this meeting where all these parents complain. And I was just like uh, in the meeting going, are you guys,
1: uh, have you been on any other team? <laughs> like, do you have any idea what you're
2: talking now, about here? I have a here? question.
1: Yeah. I have a question for you too. So now, does this change your mindset or the circumstances Let's just say you're on a team and the coach is just blatantly overplaying certain players in the playoffs and the parents are getting really upset. But then uh, he just he says, okay, well, let's talk to the players. And the, and the weaker kids on the team are like, no, no, no. We want to win. Play them. Play them the, well, every show. That's shift. what
0: I was trying to tell you about, Lance. If, if you're the parent and you're mad, And sometimes the kids know they're a little bit, you know, know that uh, that they, um, you know, don't have this, you know, not always. And by the way, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they know they're not good. I'm just saying they know their best chance is to put uh, Jimmy out instead of Johnny. You know, sometimes they don't mind being on a winning team that Jimmy kind of carries. But, you know, if you as a parent then come in and you start screaming and, See, because I, I was going to move this to a story I have. I, I have a story. I have and I, I, I was hoping you truth. guys would each have a story from the playoffs. Um, there was a kid that we were on a team all year with, with my oldest, and the second game of playoffs, uh second game, and this is this kid has been pl- shorted the entire year, the entire year. But the second game of playoffs in a winner, you know, win, uh lose and go home. Seven minutes in his kid has not touched the ice and he finally loses it and goes over to the coach who both of, you know, and is yelling through the thing. Oh, you kid. Why is my kid not on the ice? Damn it. Blah, 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 blah. And the kid, you know, is mortified by the parent. The coach says, you know, to the kid, do you want to, do you want to leave? The kid leaves the ice and, and, and the, and the dad is screaming at the coach over the glass for like two or three minutes while the game is going on. So he's watching the game, all these mechanics are going on. All I'm trying to say to you is if there's ever a time out there in listenership where you have thought to yourself, I think I'm going to wait until the very last moment and then blow everything up. This guy did it. And I can tell you, It was not, it it was really sad to watch. I mean, you think you're going out on a, on on like, you know, like a, like a, like an action hero with the, with the, you know, uh, Con Air exploding behind you and you walking off cool. (laughs) It just looked awful. It was awful for the kid. It was awful for everyone watching. It was awful. So please uh, take a recommendation. Don't wait until that last minute and then. Let all of the frustrations flow out of you in minute seven of the last playoff game that your kid's gonna play with with a certain coach.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's well, you should also a day late. That's and why you have short. the 24 hour oh. rule. Right? Well,
0: the 24 hour rule was not working on that. There was not he, he was never gonna see him again. So I guess he thought right. you know 20, 24 hours. Yeah. So well that well, reminds me, me of the other kid.
1: Oh, go ahead, Dave.
2: Uh well, there's another kid we know, uh, similar story. Um, hadn't, hadn't been playing. And then <laughs> they're, they're in like the, the final tournament playing in the championship game or of the final tournament. And the, uh, and the, the guy finally uses decides that's the game he's going to flip his wig, pulls his kid off the team. Like what, what did you accomplish? You left, you left the team that was about to win the tournament.
0: Uh, Why is it that playoff were really like, uh, like, you know, like championship hockey, gets the most defections out of it too. Cause I have now seen one, two, you're right. Three, I think three people have quit hockey forever while playing in a, in a, in a, uh, so be careful. Yeah. Uh, playoff games and championship games can be dangerous uh, for your future in hockey.
2: Yeah. And uh, people tend to have uh, memories. Uh, remember that. And, uh, oh, yeah. and, and word does get around it. I, I can tell you for a fact Um I was not directly involved in this, but because, uh, this particular player, um, I knew people and and that story was widely disseminated. Uh, eventually a call came around for this, uh, this family wanting to get the kid on a team. He was sort of out of options and, uh, and, a co- you know, a coach called this other guy who then called me and I said, Oh yeah, you know, uh, oh yeah i witnessed this whole crazy thing that happened now they they had a bunch of things but so the word was kind of out but the coach was like okay well i don't need that kid so i you know they may they may never have known why they were blackballed but uh don't don't don't, uh, tell you
0: nobody's really truly blackballed if you have money in your bank account some team will take you some team will but yeah, but the, it's just a, a n- maybe want, not a might question not. you want to be on. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, no, I, I'm not undercutting you at all, Raleigh. I'm just saying. Uh, in fact, I, I'm in, in agreement, and I'm adding to the principle. You know, you may have to pay a bunch of money to be on a team that you don't really want to be on. Uh, um, if you are, um, if if you lose your shit. Yeah, that's. Well, that's, I, um, even if so you have a good
2: point, you know, or, or uh, a viable point, that's just not the time to do it.
0: Yeah, I've never done it. Right. I've never screamed at a coach during a game. I, 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 you know, I've, in my head, I've screamed at a coach in my head <laughs> during a game. Like, would you please stop doing the, you know. Uh, yeah, God. yeah. there was, there I was do this that time all the time. That, yeah, the coach never, he, he wasn't watching. They kept on cherry picking on him and they put this one kid out that never would look behind him. And they got breakaway after breakaway. And I kept on thinking to myself, coach, would you please, told the kid and they were yelling at the kid but you not only yell at the kid you just bench the kid and tell and put somebody else out that's going to cover the cherry picker damn it
1: (laughs) (laughs) right well here's uh, randy so here's what i was going to say here's here's why i believe in that 24 hour rule because i can't tell you how many times in the fit of the moment and the anger i've written an email um to hockey coaches to organizations whatever
0: a strongly worded email Uh, What was that? A strongly worded email.
1: Yes. And, you know, but then, you know, because I'm in the moment, but then I wait a few hours and I take a deep breath and say, okay, relax. Let's not say something stupid. Let's be smart. So I take a deep breath. I relax. I read it. And I say, yeah, you know, I think that's very eloquently written. That's exactly what I want to say. Then I sit on it. Then the next day, Kathy will read it and she'll be like, yikes, do you really want to say that? And then I go back and look at it when it's been 24 hours. I'm like, huh, maybe not the best way to approach calling the coach <laughs> a moron and an idiot. And yeah, you got to publish that in your book later.
2: In your life? <laughs> Letters to the coach I never sent.
0: Ooh, exactly. I love that. I think that, my drafts a, would it, get progressively meaner, to be honest. I think like right afterwards, I'd be like, you idiot. And like right and then afterwards, it'll be like, you idiot person who doesn't deserve Air. or you know like i just think it would constantly <laughs> i think 24 hours would just add to my fury um so you know be careful what you wish for there with your 24 hour look you know you could really you know you could you could like find out his home phone number and address during that 24 hours <laughs> i, I could, don't i don't think it's find but out I, where his kids go to school during that 24 hours by the way no
2: but it, i don't think i don't think what that's what lance is saying and i 100% agree is that It's it's not that you're not still really angry. You might even be more angry and more sure that you were right. It's that you start thinking about uh, the repercussions of uh, you know scorching the earth for this point. And and you know is it is it really worth it? Like it's better off to just decide. You know, because all that's going to happen is you're just you're taking a a pretty good chance that you're just going to um, drop the bottom out of whatever you've got whatever your kid has left of their season and uh, taking away any opportunities that they might have to, you know, uh, show the coach that they can, that they've improved or maybe get some chances.
0: I'm just know. saying, be careful what you wish for in 24 hours. I might have something meaner than you expect. I'm not saying way, you're wrong. I'm just saying I that's am willing the to, option, I'm willing to right? say that you Dave Ralston and you Lance Alexander 24 hours afterwards, you're gentlemen. I'm saying I might load up. I might find ways (laughs) to get meaner and meaner and meaner until eventually 24 hours in I'm spewing a hate filled invective rage laden screed that would (laughs) honestly just like blow over them like a tornado. It would rip their lives apart. That's all I'm
1: saying. You guys reminded me of a, of a, of a story. Many, many moons when the boys were just little boys first learning how to play hockey and see, We had an incident uh, and kind of a a run-in with our coach. And I took the exact opposite, Randy, which I think was probably more evil or so I was told. Because rather than write to the coach and to the club and and scream and yell and complain about them, what I did was I wrote a letter to all the parents on the team and uh, copied – coach in the organization and in the letter on the team I basically went on and on about what a pleasure it's been for my kids to play with your kids and and what a great time and and you guys are fantastic but unfortunately we find that we're gonna have to leave because the coach hates us and asks us that he doesn't want to be coaching our my kids and he doesn't want us on the team. And so of course it elicited the response I was hoping in my backhanded evil way was that the coach all of a sudden got 20 hate phone calls from every parent on the team going like, how dare you? You don't want these boys on your team. We love these boys. And, um, that's well played. And, and the same yeah, Lance, did, you put some English play. on
0: that. You, you put some English on that one. Nicely done.
1: Yeah. So, but anyway, I did have two stories that tied into your whole playoffs thing. Please. Uh, yeah. One kind of a funny story and the other one, just my experience and that's why i asked a question about do the players votes count and what happened was is that we uh the boys were playing on a house league team they played like the first five games of the season and then all of a sudden it just seemed like because of their triple a schedule they just never seemed to be available to play games in the house league so now drop that triple
0: a schedule in there by the way nicely done
1: exactly uh because my triple a kids in house league
0: i don't know if yeah. they really fit anyway
1: well, well, well so so you know so obviously the boys were pretty dominant players in the league so what happens is is that uh our season's coming to an end and so's the house league season's coming to an end and uh they made it to the playoffs went into the playoffs made it all the way to the championship game Uh so that means they played uh, almost the entire season without my boys, but we rightfully, we did pay for the league and uh, you know, we never asked for a refund or anything. We just weren't available. So they make it, if you can believe it to the championship game. And so my sons are now, their season's now over. They're like, Hey, we're on the team. We want to play in the championship game. And I was like, you know, just being the kind of person I'm like, guys, I don't think that's fair. You know, these guys worked their butts off to get to this point. And now you guys want to come in. And I know the coach is going to play you guys almost the entire game. How fair is that to the guys that work so hard to get them there? And so um, uh, the coach, you know, basically came to and like, are you playing? You're not playing. And I told him my concerns. And he said, you know what, you know, that's that's uh, honorable of you. and And you have a good point because this is their team and they earned it. So he called a meeting of all the players and said, look, this is the situation. This is your team. You earn this. You decide. And much to my surprise, the team voted unanimously that certain players voted that they'd rather sit and win the championship than try to go without them and lose. And so my boys played. And honestly, they played a lot. And the team won the championship. And every kid on that team was happy to be there.
0: i like Any it it's a that story way. with a moral
1: yeah so i don't know it's just i mean i guess the kids have the right to vote if they don't mind sitting um well i i mean i think a
2: lot of that goes to um the camaraderie that's there i i, I do you know in my experience yes ki- I, kids want i guess it depends on when you say sitting like did, did a couple a couple of kids didn't literally drop off and not play they just had you know they had your sons playing and that sort of made everybody feel like hey we, we're gonna win this thing and now now we're really gonna win right it wasn't it wasn't right. and so then, they, and right, they, they took you away said. ice time but it's not like two people gave up their spots and also the right. coach the coach had that under his under his control he, he could decide what to do there he, he didn't have to you know push everybody so far down that, you know, they were getting like no ice time. Um, right. Everyone played. You're yeah. Right. So, so uh, because, because the, the, the only reason I bring this up is that this has been studied and I don't, I, I can just tell you, it's been studied that the, they, this question has been asked, would you rather play in a team that isn't that, you know, is a championship team, but you don't get to play or would you like to be on a team that's not a championship team, but you get to play. And it's it's irrefuted. The answer from kids is I want to be on the team where I play. No kid wants to be in a team where they sit and watch all the other players play, even if that right. team you know, now uh, again, yes, when you get older, kids start to be more accepting of roles because it's hammered into them by the coaches. Like you have gotta have a role. And here's your role and your role's this, and you're playing on the third line and you don't ever get out on the power play. Oh, you're playing on the fourth line and I need this from you. And, 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 you know, you're an energy player. So I need you to go in and do this and be, you know, make sure you hit all your defensive stuff. I want you to hit everything that moves. And, uh, and you're not going to get, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, three shifts a period if you're lucky. That, you know, um, it's, uh, I, I can, I can, uh, I can uh, say this. There's a uh, if you, if you want to watch it, there's an interesting uh, video I saw the other day, which was last year's um, U16 championship team um, is uh, was the was the uh, New Jersey Avalanche. And that a lot of these teams do this. They have like a but this is this is almost like a professionally done little mini documentary about this team where it's it, it's all the kids and, and they're talking to them about the games and, and how they kind of got on their run and went up and, you know, ended up winning. And, uh, and this team had one kid on it, who was, uh, who's a 05 and he was the number one draft pick in the OHL this past year. Uh, number one uh, American kid who's playing, you know, in, on the New Jersey avalanche. So this team was stacked with, you know, uh, kids that a lot of them are, you know, going to, going to play uh, high level juniors and I'm probably quite a few of them are going to, you know, be playing college hockey. And uh, we, so you watch this, this video and you, and you get the, you get the, the flavor of the conversations and the relationships the players have. And there's, uh, there's even a point where I think at the very end of the game, they knew that they got to the point where they got up in the championship game enough that they were comfortable. They were going to win. And the one, and the goalie, who was the starting goalie came over and he wanted the, he wanted the backup goalie to get in the game and the backup goalie said, no way, man, you carried us here. There's no way I'm getting on the ice. You were the, you deserve, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but this is basically what he said. You, you won, you know, and then there was another kid late, late in the game who got a, a goal and he was like, you know, I guess he was a third or fourth liner and uh, it was like killing a penalty or something. He went and, and got a goal and, and they talked to all the other players and like, no kid deserved that more than that guy. He worked so hard. I mean, this is, you know, when, when you've got a team that's, I think operating the way most teams do, this is the kind of interrelational stuff that, you know, is happening on the team with the the different players. And uh, you know, the, I think also to, to win a lot of games, you in general teams, the, the kids got to pull for each other. So uh, you know, if you can find this, this on YouTube, if you want to, if, if this is interesting to anybody to watch it yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's off, off the topic of what you're saying, but oh I mean, no, certain- in
0: fact, I, it actually gets me right back onto it, Raleigh, because what do you think about goalies in the playoffs? If you have two goalies and one of them is hot and one of them's good. And the other one is a lot weaker do you ever play the weak goalie in the playoffs? Because what you were talking about there uh, reminded me that, you know, we're talking about forwards being sad and this being sad when yeah. a goalie sat very often, he's sat completely. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't see a puck the entire time. No, you're right. Do, and, uh, you uh, my, my son's okay?
2: team was, was exactly like that in a, in a recent season where the, we had one goalie who, pretty much was acknowledged like one of the best goalies at his age group in the, in the whole country uh, and, and flat out stole some games for our team and uh, the other goalie uh, great kid, a uh, hard worker. Um, but it was just a no, you know, he, he knew when he signed on that, that he knew, you know, they knew the other goalie um, he wasn't going to get that much playing time. And boy, at the end of the season, he, he couldn't, you know, I, I, I think there was one stretch. It was like six, seven games in a row. He hadn't, he hadn't played the game and he, I, I don't know what he got for the whole season,
0: but it, it wasn't that many. And, uh, no, but you see what I'm saying there then? I mean, this is a, you know, what we're talking about with forwards and people getting all upset and grouchy and, you know, stuff. If you're a goalie dad, Oh my God, you've got to have a stomach. You've got to have a, a stomach of iron then because you, your kid might not see the, the, like, uh, even a shift and might have to travel and might have to be there and might have to suit up and put on all that crap and still not play at all. Oh, yeah,
2: it happens a lot uh, in AAA. I mean,
1: w- Lance, uh, your experience? We've been on, uh, we've been on both sides uh, of that. I've been on teams where they, the coach just religiously swapped every other game, and I know that there were certain events where he tried to time it so that his better, who he thought was maybe his better goalie, got the tougher games but he would switch them back and forth and then i've also been on teams where like you said the the second the, the backup goalie probably played a fourth of the games and the starting goalie played three like three out of every four games you know right, right now we would have you say that that
0: was i was really was- hoping that you would come up with fractions that didn't add up to like one like, you know, three fourths <laughs> of the games and then two fifths of the games. I mean, Wait, seven sixteenths like, oh, that, so cool. uh, that month. Yeah, exactly. This, so, like, like seven twenty sixths. Go ahead.
2: Was it, was it, uh, was in that season, was it very, was there a big difference in the, on the team that where the he was splitting it? Was there a big difference between the two goalies or was it really maybe not that easy to tell?
1: You know, I don't think it was uh, for me. And uh, again, uh, I'm not the coach, but for me, I thought that uh, it was hard to tell. And uh, so, uh, so
2: then on the other team,
1: was it very clear, like almost. It
2: was signing that, you you know. this is this goalie. Everybody knows this is this is one of the best goalies in in the you know the state and the area the region. Um, was right. that the case so for that
1: too? I think the parents, when they signed, they knew that the other goalie was was well respected and was going to get more playing time. I just don't think they knew how bad it was going to get you know yeah, yeah that's what i saying. no matter,
0: i remember it. a kid was signed uh uh to be on an a team that wasn't an a player and they he, he the, the parent and you'll remember this uh this one uh the parent was like no no i just want him to play you know like a little bit with these kids don't worry and he thought his kid was going to eventually crack the lineup and he would get two to three shifts a game uh even when you're told your you your kid is not is not and it drove this dad nuts if i remember correctly it was it was really you know i i wasn't on the team so i did, i only heard about it but i heard there was like huge pressure uh uh even when he knew from the very beginning he was signing on almost as a practice player still didn't matter uh that was just you know that that, that it's impossible to to hide that that feeling like you're being left behind or that the coaches are not playing your son, you know, no matter what.
2: Yeah. It makes you wonder why did the, why did the coach take the player in that circumstance?
0: A uh, parent begged him to, I, I still remember it. I, I, you know, I know the situation parents begged the coach to take the kid. Uh, right. Coach said 16th man, never going to see the ice middle of the season. Parents were going friggin' nuts at the fact that their kid didn't play very much.
1: Now right. I wonder if that's the same one, Randy, that I'm that I witnessed.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> is that the same one? I was. I wonder if Randy's sharing my story because I I was at tryouts when um, the kid. I was at tryouts and the kid didn't make the team. And like Randy said, I was standing in the lobby while the the parent was begging them to take his kid, and he and he was like, he, he's just not good enough. He didn't make the team. And the parent was like, he's got to be on this team because all his friends are on this team. He doesn't even, you know, he doesn't doesn't matter if he plays or not. And the the coach said, look, if I take him, he's not playing. He said, I'm flat out telling you, he is not going to play. This is a strong team. But if he wants to be part of the team and he wants to pay his dues and he wants to practice, I'm fine with it. And then like Randy said, if it's the same guy – I was standing in the lobby again and the, and the parents just like yelling and screaming at the coach. And I'm, yeah. and he, and the dad told well, me, he's like, I would have been really mad play. about that
2: if I was any of the other parents, because why do you need that 16th player that now makes everything odd? So now there's a, you know, you've got three lines plus another, I don't know if it's forward or defenseman, you've got an extra player who has to be, rotated
0: in lance was it a forward or a defenseman
1: uh man i don't even remember, but I remember okay okay because
0: i i would know uh, yeah i know i i if it's who i think it is uh i i know a position he plays as well uh <laughs> please pray continue hans indeed and gretel yes exactly
1: <laughs> it's amazing that randy and i uh, have all these stories yeah and
0: like i said uh you know uh no that's uh yeah that's
2: well there's a couple things there first um you're you know your kid will have friends on whatever team they they join that's a terrible reason to want to be on a team like and and also when a coach tells you something like that believe them believe what they said (laughs) like your kid is okay I, I bring him on and you want to pay full price for to be a basically a practice player i'm not going to play him in a game hardly at all maybe you know might sit there for i'll, I'll put them on the bench if you want believe believe the coach what they tell you that they're going to do that but they're right. not going to, you know
0: yeah and lance is going to have some exercises for uh the kids that are on the bench as well not playing he promised me like next episode he's going to have a bunch of exercises for those players that only get out like two or three shifts a game uh well, getting right. ready that's what you said lance you said you were gonna I have got that
1: some, i got some valuable insight from from the foremost authority that i know on the subject which is an ex first round draft choice nhl player Ooh, fantastic so, i can hardly wait can until episode 27 what was that <laughs> Oh, episode 27?
0: Yeah, that's when you're going to talk to us about it. I can hardly <laughs> wait. Lance, well, perfect, but now- teams, I believe. Lance is going to be helping us uh keep those uh legs ready for uh, and fresh uh when you are uh when you are a, a, a energy player or a grinder on any team that you might happen to be on. Hopefully, uh not might or squirt because I don't think those rules are necessary there. But maybe when you get up to uh, let's say bantam and, and uh, midget and things like that you will uh, have kids that are coming off the bench not playing as many shifts you have to know how to keep in the game when you're not playing every single shift so
1: right but uh, now randy i am ready to present you with my favorite uh ice time or limited ice time protest a story this is my favorite of all time so Imagine, is, this, is this
0: connected to the playoffs or at least can we pretend like it is just because it that's is what definitely the, playoffs. Oh, great. Okay. Cause that means so that imagine, connects to the theme of the, the, of the, of the episode.
1: Yeah. So uh, there was a kid on our team who had been, you know, I would say objectively looking at the start of the season, he had been a pretty darn good player. Uh, one of the best players on his team historically and um, joined the team. And again, being objective, I think to be fair, he was pretty average based on the level of talent that this team had. And so I definitely feel like the coach viewed him as um, lower, lower, uh, lower tier of the depth chart as opposed to the upper half.
0: Was he also run on the bench?
1: Um, His father? Was he what?
0: Was his father on, on the bench? No. Okay, I'm just These trying to. I'm trying would, to figure out who you're talking about. Please continue.
1: You, this person, you, I can, I'm trying to remember his name, as a matter of fact, but his story is interesting. But his, uh, you wouldn't know them. This okay, is a,
0: okay, I a family
1: that uh, lives far away from us here. But anyway, um, so the kid, like I said, just to be fair, he, I would probably put him on the 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 bottom six as opposed to the top six forwards on our team. And so I know he his family struggled with the whole idea that, that his kid was, was not one of the top go-to players on the team, but you know, but he got out there, he survived. He had some great games. He had some mediocre games like everybody does. We make it to the playoffs. We go to the playoffs and I I can't remember, but we're far away from home. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like we're in Philadelphia or somewhere and uh, we're like,
0: that's a long way to go for a protest.
1: Yeah. So we're, no, for playoffs.
0: No, I know, but like you're, you oh, said, that right. there's a big protest coming up, and I was, I was, I was, I guess uh, I, I was uh, doing some foreshadowing.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. So yes. So so we're at the playoffs. I'm going to say probably I, it must have been nationals. So we're we're playing in nationals. We play our first game, and you know, and I'm not really cognizant of who's playing a lot and who's not, other than my kid. And so we play first game play the second game of the day. And we're like in the thick of the battle here. I mean, we're doing pretty well. I think we're going to make it to the semi, you know, to the, you do in nationals, you do like a round Robin and then like the top eight teams advance to like a semifinal quarterfinal quarterfinals. So I think we're doing pretty well. Right. So at the end of the second game, Randy, this kid comes out of the locker room and, um, uh, you know, like pats my son the back and says, hey, I'm out of here. And they're like, all right, rest up. We got a big day tomorrow. And didn't realize he meant no, I'm out of here. And that kid walked out of the arena, jumped into, uh, I guess, a cab or an Uber, went to the airport and flew home. And I remember the next day everyone's like, where the hell is he? Where's the kid? And someone's like, I think he bought a plane ticket and left and didn't say goodbye really to anyone. Didn't say why he was angry. Everyone just surmised he, he wasn't happy with his place on the depth chart and how much he was playing. So he basically said blank you to the coach and got on a plane and went home quit midway through nationals. Healthy scratched himself. Exactly. <laughs> I thought that was like, wow, that's a,
0: that just shows That's you how high the, the emotions run. It is amazing. So be, I think, I think the uh, the thing that we can all say is just really be careful about how much octane you put into the tank uh, before going to playoffs because I'm telling you, it can start, it can spread, it can be, uh, you know, it can it can really make people into. Um, uh, uh, quite uh, fiery personalities and it can get to confrontation and all the things that you don't want for your kid who is still enjoying the sport. Hopefully uh, no matter, how, you know, whatever's going on around him, you certainly want him to grow and be happy during the process. Uh, and I, I think well, we have a lot. Yeah. Before now I, I, I had the feeling like I, I can, you know, I can see you like
2: winding it up here, to, but, but I, I got a totally comment on this and just say, okay,
0: please there's,
2: to Lance's story, though, this is a story to me, maybe it's a cautionary tale, I don't know. But I will say it's, it's very different when a kid says, I'm walking off a team. To me, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like if, if my kid came to me and said, and, I, and I'd known that, that the kid was you know going through a lot and struggling and just didn't have the, the confidence of the coaching staff and, and really just wasn't getting treated that great and the kid wanted to say, now uh, I probably, I, I probably, if it was my kid, you know, uh, argue with them and say, well, how, you know, do you really want to quit? But this is a kid that he sent the message. Like it's the end of the season. It's national championships. Like I'm done. I'm done with this. I, I don't want, this is, I mean, we keep saying, you can't, you can't say on one hand, Hey, hockey's supposed to be fun. Like uh, this is the mantra. Are you having fun out there? Well, is it, it fun to, to skate ladders is it fun to, you know, it, that uh, hockey at a certain point at a certain age gets to be a lot of work and a training and uh, lifting weights and uh, and really, you know, uh, doing a lot of stuff that that uh, is it fun? It's training, you know, and, and a lot of it's hard, hard training and challenging yourself. Uh, so on one hand, you can't say have fun to a kid who just sent the message that, hey, you know what, with everything else that's positive about hockey for me, this isn't fun anymore. I'm leaving in the middle of the national championships. Uh, To me, that's a kid that uh, I I can't say
0: he was wrong. I mean, I don't think – Coach Raleigh, I'm taking you to task on this. I do think you've got to finish uh, what you start. Uh, We tell kids all the time that it's okay to drop out of this or do this or, you know uh, – you know, well, uh, every, okay, everything's fine. I mean, just give me I mean, a second. You, you add your time. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not, okay. I don't usually take Coach Raleigh to task. Do I, Lance? No, but boy, go get him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sometimes, uh, and this is just my opinion, and by the way, I could have the wrong opinion here, Coach. I'm fully, uh, I'll, I'll fully uh, acknowledge that. But if you are starting a uh, 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 hockey season and you drop out in the middle, it can speak to your character if you are starting a playoffs at the national level and you are dropping out in the middle it can speak to your character especially at a certain age at age 8 no i you're absolutely right i could see that kid dropping out i'd be like okay let's get some ice cream at age 16 where his parents have booked the rooms and the flights and the, and i don't know how old this kid was so, so i'm just making it up but yeah well we there we, comes know, a we know we time- know they were older than than. Yeah. They were 14 at least. Right. Right. There comes a time where your kid has to take responsibility for all of the work that the parent puts into it and everybody around him puts into it. And it's not about how he feels about the last two games. It's not about how he feels about his role on the team. It's about finishing what he started. Cause I was, by the way, last year I played football. I was, I was not on the field very much, but I finished it. And it sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and I, I, I want get everyone you. to feel like I felt that year. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I get you the therapy in now. general.
2: I, I agree. Go ahead. In, uh, in general, I agree. But uh, I don't have the full story on this. I'm just saying that would you ever, is there ever a point where you'd look at it and say, you know what, you just got, you, you kind of got the raw end of the stick the entire year. And now it's playoffs and it's really raw. Like you're not playing. You're just sitting on the bench doing nothing. Uh, You know, I've seen kids sit for entire periods. I've seen kids have one period in a game, one period, sorry, one shift in a game, 30, 40 seconds in an entire game in the playoffs. Is there a certain point at which you just say, well, that's, you know, uh, uh, yes, I, if it was my kid, I would certainly counsel them and say, and they came to me and said, you know, what's the point of this? I don't, I, I don't want to do this. Like, this is, this is misery. I, w- I, you know, I would say, hey, you know what? Made a commitment to the team first. You should try and stick this out. I know it's unpleasant and miserable, blah, blah, blah. There's a Yeah, of course you're going to, you know, hopefully the, the family would make that, that argument. But, um, you know, if you're being treated like you are a professional player, but you're not, your are you're you're paying your family's paying to play hockey. And yet this is, you know, this was what we talked about earlier. I mean, there is a point where it gets so extreme and uh, I, and I think it probably gets this extreme more often than it doesn't. And, uh, and who's that, who's that for? Who's that suiting? Is that, is that kid who paid the same money, worked all year long and, and played one period in, in a, you know, two, played two shifts in in the last two games of the season is that kid being serviced at all by that? Probably not. I mean, maybe you're, maybe the kids uh, you you still should probably not quit. Uh, You know, don't get, don't get me wrong. My, I would, I personally would stay. I was always, you know, taught to see things through. I don't think it makes a lot of sense, but part of me also sees, you know, the, a lot of times these things come out of extreme circumstances. So again, I don't know the full story of the kid. I don't know if this was a long ongoing thing. I don't know if, uh, you know, he had a lot of friction with the coaches or the coach. I mean, but Lance, you, you, I don't know if you know all those details, uh, but I'm just
1: curious also, did that kid ever play again? Uh, did he quit that, hockey? I'm not, uh, I'm not sure if he played again, but I, but if I remember correctly, um, not with that coach, but with the club, there was an issue, uh, there was an issue the year before. And so I think, you know, to be, to be honest with you, I think the coach was reluctant to, to take him and was convinced to take him. So you're right. There was already, before the season even started, there was already kind of a, a rough yeah. relationship going on. Uh, but yeah, I think Dave, Randy, brought it back again to where you began. Uh, I, I, and that was that you had talked about communication with the coach and 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 dave in the midst of, of that discussion you reminded me that uh, again these are we're talking about young youth hockey young kids but i remember i had uh, there was a kid i was good friends with the dad who was going through a situation like that where he just in critical games and tournaments the kid just didn't seem to play enough so we were getting ready to uh head out of town for another event And the dad said, look, uh, I just don't want to deal with it. I want full disclosure, full communication, he told me. So he had a meeting with the coach, and he told the coach. He's like, look, coach, I'm not telling you how to coach your team. I'm not telling you what to do and what not to do. I'm just telling you, look, if my kid's going to sit a lot, I would prefer he stay home and I save a couple of grand rather than travel, fly, and watch him ride the bench. I said, so, you know, I'm not telling you how to coach your team. I'm just saying if we could be open and honest and adults, tell me what to expect so I can make a decision if it's worth my investment. And ultimately, that family didn't go on the trip. And I think, you know, when they came back, he he rejoined. And I think he was very happy with his decision. <laughs> Right, yeah, saved, you saved know, the they,
0: we've, we've missed a, a trip or two in the past, uh, not always because of uh, ice time, but uh, there have been some things that have come up where you, you just can't make it. Um, and if you if you have that conversation beforehand and you know your kid's not going to play, I, I can see it. Um, I, I see both sides. Uh, I think uh, that uh, it, it's a tough decision. And obviously it's one that you um, should probably at a certain age let the kid take the lead on. Uh, because the kid knows uh, a lot more about what he can, you know, I, I certainly don't want a kid to be, feel traumatized, by the way. N- never in this, uh, in this discussion do I feel like if a kid really feels like he is being, you know, uh, uh, mentally or uh, abused or any of that kind of thing. Of course not. That, there's there's nothing, nothing in my, uh, not, not, a, not a bone in my body that wants to see a kid go through real mental torment. However, you know
1: what the, Dave was, I, however I, I do think that
0: uh, if you're already there and you've already committed, uh, I can see that it might teach a good lesson that uh, your kid should should gut it out at certain times. But again, that might just be being an old guy. Old guys talk about gutting it out. Uh, uh, you know, we didn't train. I, I, okay. Another thing I didn't train like these kids did. I played football, you know, you, you trained an hour a day or, you know, something, you know, a practice, two practices a week, you know, I, when I say gut it out, it wasn't gutting out, you know, 40 hours a week, like a, like a professional in order to play a, a kid's sport. It was, it was much more nonchalant.
1: What I was yeah. going to say, uh, what I was going to say was that I agree. Um, what I agree with is that, and Raleigh was touching on this. I, I'm, I'm okay with, with that situation happening when the kid's making the decision. What I'm not okay with, which happens more often than not, is the dad or the mom's not happy and they pull the kid. Now, that I don't think is right.
0: And they push Just their unhappiness onto the kid. That's, that's the, that's what I hate to see when, when he's not happy and they push that unhappiness as much onto the kid as they can. Uh, You know, it, it's like, they want to be, they don't want to be alone. And so they take their anger and make sure that the kid joins them in the anger. And I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, wait till the off season, you know, make it a joke in the off season, get a couple, uh, you know, uh, you know, pellet guns and shoot at beer bottles and talk about how, that's the coach (laughs) or something, but not, not, not during the, you know, let it be something that is, is not a fury in the moment. Uh, And certainly don't drag your kid into the fury if you can.
2: Well, yeah. And uh, I mean, in general, it's good not to, you know, not to go out uh, guns burning, just, you know, okay, quietly move on and uh, and, you know, of course uh, talk to your kid.
0: Yeah. We always talk uh, about voting with your feet, go to a different uh, club. If you don't like the club you're in, go to a different club. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah. Um, And, uh, and the other thing is, um, and uh, maybe this comes down to, uh, to knowing a little bit more about the coach Uh, you got to try and solicit some opinions and sort of get an understanding because like, as an example, if you're, if your kid is playing on a on a team where the your kid ends up on the third line, it's a three-line team, and you and the coach's take on on the third line is I want to get 20 seconds out of that line and have them not be scored on. And that's all I want to see. So if I put them out, I'm going to put them out. And after 20 seconds, man, I'm taking them off the ice. that that isn't actually personal, but it still can be. Incredibly infuriating and, and uh and feel very unfair. Well,
0: and, also, how about damage control line where they put one good kid out with two kids that aren't very good, and your kid happens to be the one that's pretty good? <laughs> I
2: mean, I mean, if that, I mean, We've everybody has their,
0: control line before,
2: everybody has their you know their perspective on these things, the kind of ways of getting through, and maybe maybe you're right, maybe, maybe your kid's actually better, or maybe he's dragging dragging the line down, you know, it, it, you never know, but uh like you know if that's if you knew more about the coach, you probably would would know and 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 also when people when people um warn you, you know take that seriously, believe them when they warn you that, hey you know this coach he's known to play uh, like his top you know line like seventy percent of the game um don't be surprised that a couple of years later when you're playing for him, that that's exactly what he's still doing. And, uh, you know, if your kid's not on that, that first line, he's,
0: but as we always say, Raleigh, sometimes coaches grow too. They grow, they evolve, they become better people. They become better coaches. So, so
2: rarely well, I, what, what, you know, the, 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 you know, the person in me that's, I think, uh, gained wisdom as I've gotten older wants to believe that, but,
0: uh, yeah, none that I've met, by the way. I just say <laughs> that that's that's what people talk about. People say well, that, hey, uh, that you know Randy, that the coaches grow. Go ahead, go ahead, Lance. Since
1: you're talking about growth, I gotta I gotta give you guys this uh, quote. There's a YouTube video right now of Doc Rivers, and, and for those who don't know who Doc Rivers is, he's actually a famous basketball coach. Does he still but have a job? Him, that's that's my first question. What was that? Is has he been fired? Cause, uh, that's no, no, the... no, no. He, I think he's coaching Philly or something. But well, anyway, no, he, I,
2: I bring this up because yeah, he, he was the, co- he is the coach of Philly, and uh, you know, since I, that's my hometown, I follow the team, and uh, there's been rumors going around, but, but I, I well, let me tee up. Uh, I believe he's the most, he's the all, uh, he was a great professional player
1: himself, and he's the all-time winningest coach, I believe, or
2: something oh. close to that. But go
1: ahead. Well, he had his own thoughts on playing time, and and in this you can find the interview because it just came out just very recently. Like if you Google Doc Rivers' advice to his son, and he said, "I have one son who's still in high school, and he comes to me. He's like, Dad, I, I deserve more playing time. Dad, I should be playing more. Uh, Dad, why aren't they playing me more?" And and he said in the interview, he said, uh, "Okay, what do you want me to do about it?" And the kid said, I want you to call the coach. And and he started laughing. He said, like, son, that's never going to happen. And he said, let me enlighten you on life. He said, I haven't met a coach yet who wants to lose. He said, every coach wants to win. So if you give him fuel that he believes is going to help him win, you're going to play. So whatever it is you're not giving him, go find it and start giving it to him. And I promise you, your playing time will go up. So that was his quote. However, I think there's a lot of people, like Randy was kind of saying, or Dave was saying about coaches' enlightenment. I think there's some people out there that believe, do all coaches want to win? Because I think Randy and I have even personally experienced coaches where we looked at each other and said, do they, does he really want to win when he puts in the fourth line with a minute left in the game? Remember oh, Randy? that can be
0: our next topic from Lance Alexander. Ooh, <laughs> another tease for our 27th episode. Do you guys mind if Randy I wrap it up? Randy
1: knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I do. I totally do. Yeah, we, we, we should come back
0: to
2: this because I, I have a good, uh, I, I, I have a diatribe. This, this oh, uh, that, that
0: question pushes some uh, some serious buttons for me.
2: I'll, I, I'll, okay. I'll tell you. Yeah,
0: we should come yeah, back We've well, we made you angry this time. I, by the way, I think, like I said, it's very good for ratings when Raleigh gets angry. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to see coach blow his stack and start just like, you know, just wildfire, just you know, free fire zone. Uh, I know I love it personally. So uh, coach, uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for unleashing. Uh, I I just want to hope that next uh, episode you do the same damn thing Uh, for those people who are uh, listening uh, and would like to grab a couple of their friends and ask them to listen, uh, go to youth hockey podcast at gmail.com. If you ever want to talk to us or give us any of your input Uh, We'd love to hear it. Uh, Go out there, spread the word. Uh, We'd like to get above our, we just had our our biggest week ever. Uh, We're trying next week to have a bigger week. Do you guys mind? Bigger week? Lance? Raleigh? We're not going to have a bigger week if this is how this is going (laughs) to (laughs) end. And well done. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week. Remember to
1: visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.